Hello everyone, your humble Dungeon Master Lauren here with a quick announcement before we get into the new episode. You've probably already noticed, but let me be the first to welcome you to Distinguished Adventurers. Now, I promise that the Heralds of Greenest haven't gone anywhere. We're still the same five friends, having fun playing D&D and recording our adventures for our friends to enjoy. But the podcast is getting a new name, a new logo, and a website, and some exciting new content with even more friends. Why? Well, we've spent more than five years playing together as friends and growing and changing as people. We like who we've become. Dungeon Drunks will always have a special place in our hearts, and this first D&D campaign will always be subtitled as Dungeon Drunks. But as we finish up this first campaign and start to prepare for campaign two and look forward to some of the new things we have in store, we wanted a name that was a bit more descriptive of who we are and leave some space for all of the adventures to come. A name that made everyone feel welcome. Now, we started using Distinguished Adventures as a way to address all of our listeners. And the more we used it, the more the name kind of stuck. And it became something we also wanted to call ourselves. So thanks for listening and supporting us as Dungeon Drunks. And we hope you'll enjoy us even more as Distinguished Adventurers. Okay, enough talking. You know what also hasn't changed? Our awesome opening theme music. So let's get that started. Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I'm Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. Last time on Distinguished Adventurers... Our heroes have been invited to a very special concert. All of the legendary bardic instruments have been recovered and collected together to be played in an epic concert organized by Balana Zada from the Watchful Order of Magician Protectors, the people who are basically Jonathan's bosses. Some of the finest bards on the Sword Coast have been assembled, and an amphitheater has been created among the green fields of the City of the Dead. And the instrumental symphony by the legendary bard Folletier is being prepared to be played. It is currently the day before the concert, and the heralds are finishing their final preparations before attending the concert with VIP seats. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Distinguished Adventures. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. I have hot chocolate. I do have, in the hot chocolate, I have the last of my Woodenville bourbon whiskey finished in port casks. Ooh. I had just a little bit left, probably, I mean, it's it's a really nice bourbon, so I wouldn't call it a shot because you don't shoot this kind of thing, but probably a little less than, than a shot in a nice big glass of hot chocolate. And because it is a Friday and because I was excited to play with y'all, I just had that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling and also just really wanted some hot chocolate. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular in this Dungeons and Dragons game that we play. Uh, I've been drinking a little. I wouldn't say I was drunk right before we played Dungeons and Dragons, but, you know, I'm feeling a little chaotic. And I you have. You know, Jonathan, I don't heal stupid in the game, and I can't <laughs> heal anything in real life. It's not uh, that I won't or that I don't, it's that I physically can't help you when Lauren reaches through the call and murders you. There will be murder. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I have a bottle rocket. <laughs> it is a cola, in this case, Diet Pepsi, and uh, and Fireball, and it is wonderful. I enjoy it a lot. 
And this shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to, is he a sir? Sir Sidney Poitier. Lord. I don't think he was. You know Sidney Poitier. Poitier? I thought Sidney Poitier was American. Bohemian is, American. But, oh, yeah, but you can. Yeah. No, he's, but I think Bohemian. he's Bohemian. Okay. I weren't. Okay. Oh, that's right. He's a huge yeah. part of the American civil rights movement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we remember his life and we also remember the life of, uh, of Betty White. Both excellent people who stood for excellent things, and we're going to miss them. But they gave us a lot before they went. So to Sidney Poitier and Betty White, this fireball shot is for you. And we were fortunate as as our, uh, the human race to have celebrated their lives while they were still alive, which I think is important to remember to do that to the people that you love. Bernie, what do you drink? I have peppermint tea. It is so... Good. Steven got me these three different herbal teas in my stocking for Christmas, and they're from this really great, like, ethical tea company, which, as it turns out, tea isn't very ethical. It can be. I, I would once be. again like to plug Friday Afternoon right, Tea, yeah. which is which I'm a drinking. wonderful place around here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which ethically sources all of their tea. Also, can be. Yep. I also love the fact that you're drinking that tea. In a mint green mug. Yeah, I have one of my, well, I like to call it arsenic green, <laughs> which is the original way that you would get this beautiful color. And I love my mug because my mug is Fiesta Ware, which originated in West Virginia. So shout out to them. But this is a peppermint loose leaf tea. And he got me because I have a bunch of tea strainers. And this was originally supposed to be something I had at work when we were going to be heading back into the office. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, we did not. These biodegradable, like compostable tea bags. So everything about it is like just like nothing. Nothing needs to be put in the garbage. Everything biodegrades really quickly, so that I don't have to clean a tea strainer out at the office. But I love it. It's so good. Uh, I don't have any booze in it. That's okay. But I did have a Florentine. We made Florentines. Ooh, <laughs> so nice. if you want to make them, I highly recommend the Chef John Lace cookies recipe. It's the one we use. It's easy. Makes you look like you've done a lot of hard, fancy work when really not at all. Hmm. All right. You know who looks like they did a bunch of hard, fancy work? Travancore. What are you drinking? Always doing the hard, fancy work. Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is Dunkin' Donuts coffee. With a little bit of Bailey's in it. Ooh. That's so Northeastern. I, I, I would say live tasting, but I've been sipping on this for a while. Ooh, in your J-mug, In too. my J-mug. Yeah. yeah. There's not much to say about it. I like Dunkin' Donuts. I like Bailey's. Haven't had a chance to have it in a while. Next time we record, I'll have a special surprise uh, drink for everybody. So a little bit of uh, tune in next week if for no other reason. If you don't care about the adventures of the Heralds of Greatest, don't come back. If for no other reason than to hear about my, my super special surprise drink that was organized by by my lovely partner in life. I love that we now have promos for next week's drinks as much as for next week's adventure. This makes me so happy. All right. You know who also makes me so happy? Carlton. What are you drinking? Hey, this is John. I play Carlton. And as I kind of stepped on toes earlier, I am also drinking uh, Friday afternoon tea from a green mug. Uh, Yay! It's not a a mint green mug. It's my emerald green mug that is uh, of my local game store here in Austin. Uh, Dragon's Lair, Comic and Fantasy. They're awesome. Support your FLGSs. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am drinking the Underworld Blend from our friends over at Friday Afternoon, which is part of their podcast collection from the Fireside folks. It is very delicious. It is uh, aged tea, black tea, pomegranate seeds, vegan dark chocolate, chicory root, and natural black cherry flavoring. And yes, I did just read that off the thing because I could not remember. All I remember is this one tastes good. 
Can I just say I love that both you and Jules are drinking tea that is not green in green mugs. <laughs> Rebels for life. Hey, listen. My leaves were a little green. There you go. Cheers. There you go. Tea uh, we are not sponsored by Friday Afternoon, but we love them and they're awesome. And honestly, the only reason I'm Canada? not- Canada? Yes, they do. They ship. Yes, you can buy getting gift cards for people to Friday Afternoon so that they can send tea to people has become one of my favorite things to give to people during- this time of trials. But yes, I did I did check they do they do do shipping to Canada. I said do do. So it is the morning before this epic concert that you are all invited to. Some of you have more plans in advance of the concert than others, but that is okay. With this, there are two things that happen throughout the day that all four of you are involved with. And then if there's anything else you would like to do in preparation for the concert whether it is secure a special outfit, which is not required. You do know that there is no dress code for this concert because it is an outdoor festival concert. And while there are specific seating in the the seats in the amphitheater, because it is also specifically a concert that is supposed to be available to the general public, there's really only like tickets for specific seats, but it, anyone can just come by and listen. So there's two things that happen, and we'll deal with those first. And then if there's anything else either of you, any of you would like to do before the concert, you can say so. The first is in the morning, Soria comes by. I assume you're all kind of hanging out at the Golden Rock Tavern as has become the norm. Yes. Yeah, as Soria walks in, Jonathan is withdrawing his head from, uh, from Carlton's head as he has just bequeathed him a mind blank for the day. Did you say hand or head? I said hand. Okay, because I heard you were withdrawing your head from Carlton's, and I was picturing this kind of lion tamer situation. <laughs> you know, one of those little like noggin bumps. That's that's cleaner than I would have went with it, but yeah. Or a little kiss on the forehead, just a little. Yeah. I think you Be said good. head. I think you meant to say hand, but all of that is now true. <laughs> and so Soria kind of stops for a moment as you do your 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 thing. Oh. Was I in the middle of something? Sorry. No, no, we're done. Okay, that's good. I only have a couple of minutes anyway. I wanted to update you because I said that I was going to update you once I had a chance to talk to Kira and about the concert and everything that's happening tomorrow. You're still coming to the concert, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Good, 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 good. You'll have to tell me where you're seated so that I know where you are. So, I mean, I can't wave because that's apparently that's an unprofessional thing to do when you're doing like a formal orchestral concert. I don't know. I usually play in bars and taverns, so I don't know, but I'm not going to be able to do that, but I would like to know where you are so I can see you, so I can at least think about saying hi in my head. Does that make sense? That's a nervous thing. Okay, good. Yes, I'll wave at you. You just don't wave back. And, And you'll know that I'm waving back at you in my head. I'm just not waving back at you with my body because that is considered unprofessional. Anyway, you had asked about, remember how I said about how I was worried because we hadn't played through the entire concert yet, at least in order from beginning to end, like we're supposed to do tomorrow for the concert. We still haven't done it, but there was a good reason. Although I don't know why, but there was a guy that came by from the city watch that needed to talk to Cree, Kriya, and they talked for a really long time. And so we were gonna, so I'd asked her in the morning, Uh, Bernie, like you said, I asked and I said, hey, you know, I would really like it if we would play through the entire thing beginning to end because like it's an hour's worth of music and I would like to be able to have the experience of playing through the whole thing. And she said, okay, we can definitely do that. I have some stuff that I have to look at 
and we have some things that we have to uh, take care of this morning. And then after the morning break, we will go ahead and play through the whole thing. And then this guy in this really cool duster came on by and the two of them were talking for like an hour and a half. It seemed really, really serious. But then she came back and then we were late to the rehearsal. So we only played through a couple of the movements completely through, but we didn't get through the entire piece. Uh, we're going to try to do that today, but at least we got through some of the movements, especially my movement, which is later on or earlier on in the symphony. So I'm a little less concerned, but that was that was weird. A duster. And Bernie's yeah. going to look over at Jonathan. <laughs> That is the the lead that I, that we provided uh, Captain Rifon Press. Jonathan the Magimuscular is kind of curious why that conversation took long. Hopefully, hopefully uh, everything's okay. And so uh, Captain Press just left after that, right? As far as I know, yeah. Although I was, you know, rehearsing, not really looking around. So, I mean, he might have been around. There are guards around, but they're like protective guards for last minute worker things and then us to try to keep people away so that the you know we can rehearse in private in an outdoor amphitheater which is kind of hard to do but you know you do your best so i think he left i don't know i don't know i didn't listen to the conversation i just know it was a guy in a really cool coat from the city watch who came to talk to her for a really long time okay well jonathan the muscular is going to be uh like hold please and he's going to put his fists together as he casts sending Okay. To Captain Rifon Press. All right. What's your 25-word sending? Okay. Let me bring up... Oh, Crudler. I forgot. I closed my notes page. Hang on. Crudler. I like that. Crudler. Bet and I have a racehorse together. Crudler. <laughs> Crudler is a good word. Jonathan, the Magimuscular. Magimuscular is one word. Magimuscular is one word. How That's did the conversation with Kriya go... Any new leads, anything we should know, let us know. Thank you, Jonathan the, and then it cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a brief pause, and then the familiar voice of Captain Rifon Press enters your mind. Jonathan, I was going to come by, but this is more convenient. Kriya Cloudfang was very cooperative, had a lot of information. No new leads. I'll keep looking. And the sending ends. Apparently, we, we figured that Kriya would be not the, the culprit. But uh, Captain Press confirmed that he doesn't have any more leads, but he's going to keep looking. He had leads about something? There was a lead? She was a lead? There was, I mean, she's leading the orchestra, so, but like, so is this another lead about something else? In the, in the scale and degree of leads, Kriya was more like, if you, if you had a... Uh, a numeric scale from one to nine, one being not very powerful, but numerous, and nine being you can only do that shit once a day, so it's pretty powerful. Kriya was like a two, maybe a three, maybe a three, as far as trying to figure out what was going on at the at the dock that when Jonathan Muscular found the entire ship full of explosives. You watch as Soria's beak opens in shock as she didn't know what was going on at the docks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Docks nearly blew up. She gives you a, a kind of a cocked head look and then glances back towards the window. And all of, all of you can clearly see that she is dying to ask you three billion questions. Soria, now would be a good time to practice our signal for if there's any distress. Do you remember what it is? Oh, yes. It was the wing up, right? Yes. Excellent. Okay. 
Excellent. I'm experience, experiencing distress right now, but it's not that kind of distress that I need help with because I am supposed to go to rehearsal. I was just supposed to stop by and tell you the really quick thing that I wanted to talk to you about, but right now I really want to know more about why the entire docks were about to blow up, but I should really go. Bye, Soria. Probably, okay. yeah. We're on you, top you, of it. I'm gonna, there's gonna be questions. After tomorrow, I'm gonna have lots of questions. You're gonna tell me the whole story, right? Of course. Sure. Of course. All of it. Okay, okay. I'm not worried. Bye. And she scampers <laughs> off her Aarakocra form, dipping out through the door. Travicor wants to do an insight check to see how worried she actually is. Give me an insight check. You got it. She's worried. Ten. Here's what I'll tell you. With a ten, she's concerned, but it's for other things. You do get the sense, you do see that there's basically three different things going on. She's anxious that she has to go. She's curious about what the heck is going on at the docks with this boat that was going to blow up that Jonathan talked about. And she's worried, but the worry is not about the docks. Well, she knows what to do in case of emergency, so I feel good with that. I'm posting a TikTok that I believe has (laughs) supreme Soria energy. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this woman because I'm oh, playing an Owlin woman. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Did it's like she make twisted. That? Okay. Cats, but make it birds. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a combination of she... makeup and her, and she has uh, she ears that, that do that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I've had a lot of people sending this to me, including my, my, my lovely, lovely partner and husband, Luke, because I am playing an Owlin on the, the Strixhaven demiplane game that we're doing, this eight episode mini, mini game. And so I'm playing an owlin, which is an owl person. And so lots of people have been sending that to me. And literally, if this wasn't just an eight episode mini campaign in, in, in between big, big campaigns, I would totally be looking to buy that thing because that looked really cool. Also, she's just awesome. That's, she's really talented. This one is just the, the hyper and, and with absolutely no side effects. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> okay. So the interesting thing about this moment is the other thing that was going to happen was Captain Rifon Press was going to come and talk to you, as Jonathan, you heard in your sending. But since your sending has saved him some time, those are the two main things that happened throughout the day. Is there anything else any of the four of you would like to do today? Or we can just graciously skip along to tomorrow. The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on February 13th at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. C-O-B-B-S-E-W-N-P-E-G-S. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. I don't need to do this like on camera, but I think Bernie and would like to take Carlton to get a nice like spa day. Carlton does love good. 
He does love a good spa day. Yes, because Carlton loves a pamper and Bernie hasn't spent much time with Carlton lately. And she's going to spend the entire day not mentioning the Feywild. Wow. 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 Okay. Bernie, I need a constitution saving. <laughs> wow. Of course you do. Test that restraint. Um, of course I will, you I will do. give you advantage because you are doing something nice for Carlton, and so you can concentrate on that. Okay, so I'm getting advantage on my constitution. <laughs> yes, because you're, you're doing something nice for Carlton. So I'll say every time you have that moment where you want to, you focus on whatever spa treatment you are currently getting. So the first one is a 15, and the second one is a 16. All right. There's one moment. It's late in the day. You two are relaxed, pampered. Anything that you have wanted, there's been time for and the funds for, and you both feel excellent. And your relaxation almost turns into your guard fully coming down, including your, your own personal filter, and you almost break your own promise. And what happens is, instead of you talking about the Feywild, you just kind of... Well, let me ask you, Feywild almost comes out of your mouth, but you stop yourself. How does it sound in that moment with Bernie? Bernie is going to hastily pluck a cucumber off her eye and shove it in her mouth. She's gonna, she's, it's almost just going to be like very Michael Scott, you know, when he's like, Feywild! And she's like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she just like eats the cucumber and is just like reaching over to the bowl of extra eye cucumbers and shoveling them in in order to prevent herself from continuing to speak. So what almost happens is instead of talking about the Feywild, Bernie almost needs the Heimlich maneuver. Oh no. Carlton looks over, uh, and like, like raise the fist like, do, you, do I need to like start hugging it out again? Bernie just like makes the slashing hands. She's like, mm, 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 mm. they're really good. And the cold cream is basically, um, it's all natural and it's, the avocado mask. <laughs> uh, towards the end of our spa day, Carlton will turn to Bernie and he says, he, he thanks her and he's like, I, I, I feel, I mean, thank you. This was lovely. And, you know, I, I do love a good pamper. Something like my skin is so dry and oily at the same time. And it just, just all the blood and guts that get thrown into it. It like really ruins my complexion. So I appreciate this. And I, I'm sorry. I should have thought about my excursion and how it impacted everybody, but I was just so excited to go see Blue and opening up my restaurant that I had a momentary lapse of judgment because y'all have taught me better than that. But at the same time, I would like to make the excuse, I was raised by wolves. Look, I very much understand the desire to see somebody who now exists on a separate plane of being. <laughs> Seeking? Really? Jonathan was busy. He was he was preventing terrorist attacks. That's true. That's true. A, vo- a fell voice on the wind goes, I totally was. <laughs> Look, you are a grown-ass adult who can make your own decisions at least 85% of the time. If you want to go to another plane of existence, that is ultimately your choice to make. I would appreciate 
though, if you think about the fact that there are people on this plane of existence that would like you to stick around for a little while, you know, away from the astral plane. Can I make it up to you by making you the Goodberry Bless Bars that I learned how to make in the Feywild when I was collecting my ingredients? I would love your opinion on them as well. I think they're pretty tasty. What are the potential side effects? Uh, so far, I have not noticed any side effects. I do have a very strong constitution. Um, it's got very light flavor. Uh, it's a sweet treat. It's a sweet treat, definitely. Because you, I, you know me. And he, like, opens up and it's like, cavity, 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 yeah. cavity. Yeah, I don't have... You know what's really funny is that, like, we definitely... It's weird. Like, I know so much about the bodies of so, so many races and species. But we just don't cover teeth when we do healing school. Isn't that's, that strange? I, I like, a separate company you have to, like, get on as an add-on to your clerics. Like, it's not covered under the cleric. It's like another subdomain that you gotta, like, pay extra for. I did not come to play this D&D game and get called out like this. Bay doesn't do <laughs> teeth. There is an entirely separate, like, deity. And let me tell you, I've heard what it is to be inducted into those temples. And it's a lot of work for just your teeth. To just know about your teeth. So I can't help you with the cavities. Remember that one time when I almost gave you a stone tooth? When, yeah, that didn't work out. When you enter those temples, you just keep getting asked, is it safe? <laughs> is it safe? <laughs> Sorry. But yes, it is a sweet treat. Uh, it's a baked sweet treat with a nice cream cheese, orangey frosting, cranberries, and white chocolate. Yeah, I'll eat that. Also, I would like to watch as Jonathan eats a couple. <laughs> Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> this will be towards the end of the day so that all of you can try this. Carlton, there's no side effects to what you're going to make, but there's the the way that you make them, the good berries lose their potency for their healing. I'll have you do a roll in a moment, but before we get to that, Travancore and Jonathan, is there anything you would like to in specific do throughout the day? Or are you okay with going to the evening and trying out a sweet treat? I was just going to say, yeah, I'm fine going ahead and... Jonathan the Medramuscular is just, he, he's, he's fretting over an equation. He's like, I solved the, uh, the eigenvalues for Wish, but uh, something seems weird. Uh, it's just a shady math you get run into at Night Devil Spells. It's probably fine. Probably fine. <laughs> Travancore? Well, I guess what Travancore is going to do is depends on whether there are any stores open. At- oh, yeah. Okay. Well, first thing Travancore wants to do is, assuming I could retcon having asked somebody ahead of time once he set the date with Olivia. To get this outfit made, and uh, again, audio medium for those who are listening, that is a link to oh, a black Shivani suit. Dang. Um, so Shivani, for those who don't know, is Indian men's uh, suit where there's a long like top piece that's sort of like a juba, and uh, there's sort of like baggy pants on the bottom. And this one is mostly black with this sort of um, copper colored pattern on it, which is very flat, flattering. And, and the model's good looking too. I don't know if Travancore. That, that, that sharp is fuck, Tra- dude. But... Travancore looks. Better. Oh, okay. Like, I'll take it. Yeah. That that's okay. a vorpal weapon that's so sharp. That's oh, a very yeah. Well, my Oops. head has been taken off by it. Holy crap. Okay. So all the dungeon orcs are in their in their bunk. I mean, sorry, all the distinguished adventurers are in their bunk. I'm the first to mess up. Uh, oh, no, are you're you? good. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, absolutely. I love this so much. Absolutely, you could have had this made so that it is ready by tomorrow for because you've got a breakfast date before the noon concert, yeah. right? Well, look good. And then the other thing I wanted to do is to see if there's a glass blower in Waterdeep. 
that works at this hour that could do something. I mean, glass blowing takes a bit of a time, but I figure if he puts the ticket in, like you get it first thing in the morning on the way to uh, to Olivia's for breakfast. I will say with both of these and with anything else that comes up that yes, because you've had a a bunch of downtime. Even though I'm talking about this day before the concert, if uh, you wanted to to have commissioned anything or purchased anything in the last couple of days. I'm not going to fret over that. You do find a, you ask around, what kind of piece are you looking for? Are you looking to make a, is it an art piece or is it a, like a bowl or a cup? Trev, of course, first instinct is to make her like sort of glass flowers, but then he thinks, oh, I have something so much better. And he decides to commission a little like figurines made of glass of the dwarven band and the, uh, I forget the name of the guy is, like the dude who is reading the history of the, the Passerac family. The Herald, yeah. Yeah, like the fellow Herald, exactly. So he's going to make little figurines for this. It's sort of a kitschy kind of cute gift All right. for Olivia. Yeah, you uh, ask around and you do find a very renowned dragonborn who is in town who... Uh, there are gold dragonborn who specialize in fine, fine glass work, like exactly what you're talking about. Figurines, delicate work where you literally watch when you walk in and we don't have to role play everything out. But uh, what you discover is that the way that they work, they're using their claws to pull on the heated glass. So it's almost like very, very fine tweezers. And every once in a while, you hear a... And they blow fire directly onto the glass. They don't have a furnace. They don't have any of the big furnaces that they need. There is a little fire going, but they literally are just breathing every once in a while onto glass that they are delicately pulling into shapes with their claws. And when you describe what you want, yeah, they are absolutely able to do this. It's a, a gold dragonborn named Zorvas, and you will have to pick them up on the way to Olivia Passerax, but they do promise to have, you're getting just the Herald and then also the, like the- The Dwarven the Band. Yeah. The Dwarven Band. There was like three okay. of them, right? I forget how many were there. Uh, I forget for the moment. And you know what? It's not as important as just rolling with this. So I'm going to say three. So four, four Dwarven figurines. They're going to make the Herald kind of the, the front person in the vibrant, vibrant colors and the band kind of the backing group. And uh, yeah, they, they recommend that you come the morning of. They'll be open in plenty of time for you to pick it up. And they'll make sure that everything is all wrapped up. And if you do take the time to explain, I am going to meet someone and that we're going on a date, uh, Zorvas will actually suggest, go to her house first and give her this first. Do not bring all over town. It will be delicate. Okay. All right. It is the evening. You all meet up for dinner. As you're having dinner, Carlton has been also behind the counter. Carlton. Uh, yes. I need you. We've been doing your cooking utensils, uh, it's your proficiency bonus, and a dexterity check, I believe. So a dex check plus your proficiency because you've got cooking utensils to see about these. And you know what? I will give you advantage because you took the time to describe in such detail what these bars were. 17. They're a tiny bit chewy. Like, for all of you, they're that level of 
I I kind of wish they were a little bit less granola barry chewy, but they're delicious. You've that done yourself, sir. These are really, really good. good. Carlton. I I think I just got a hit point back. The, the, see, the, they're little. They're just a little, a little, little too done. I it's really hard. I got to figure out a system, and maybe Jonathan, you might know somebody that like an artificer over at the Acropolis. The issue is like the, it's so hard to maintain the temperature of the fire to be constant. Like it, it's always like up or down a few degrees. Hot coals, darling. Yeah, Jonathan the Sorry, Muscular that was is Julia uh, the historian speaking. Yeah, Jonathan <laughs> the Muscular uh, uh, deals in burst damage, so consistent DPR or damage per round. I don't know what those words mean. That's uh, that's not really in his wheelhouse. All of Jonathan the Muscular's damage is upfront. But I I will ask around because I also have this idea for like a system like where you get a room that you like have it const- like a glyph that constantly puts cone of cold into the room to keep it so that you can keep your meats longer so they don't like like because yeah we can salt our meats but imagine if all of our meat wasn't super salty Carlton's like, trying to re- a refrigerator in- okay are we are we trying to pretend that like cold storage cellars do not exist in the... Or like, they do. I'm just... Curing of meats just... and very... And smoking. <laughs> One of those yeah. things. I just like is trying I... to invent the refrigerator. <laughs> I, which kind of exists. I just like the idea that Carlton has been gone in the Feywild for so long, he's forgotten. I, I Yes, I think that's a good explanation. Because Bernie's going to say, are you talking about an ice house? Yes. Never mind. <laughs> but what if I didn't have to keep getting new ice? Right? You use the magical spell to make it always cold. Jonathan, you you do a lot of fire things. Do you know anything about the not fire things? Like, because they're not fire, they fall into your wheel. It's like the opposite of fire, so you know a lot about it, too. Jonathan the Magimuscular considers, did he ever pick up cold of cold? I don't think he did. Doesn't sound like you. Bernie just assumes that by uh, the um, completely bunk principle of opposites right. that Jonathan must know about cold because he deals in hot and it is the opposite. Jonathan the Magimuscular has opened up the back of his spellbook to to the like the random daily notes section and notes was noting down ice house with no ice, but then he's like, learn cone of cold. And this is all in Draconic, because, you know, he's he's bougie like that. He's like, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular probably should have picked that up uh, before the the super important concert with weird instruments and uh, and all sorts of other stuff. So, yeah, live and learn. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe Jonathan the Magimuscular can wish for it. Um, what? Yeah, 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 yeah you know, uh. Maybe, maybe, maybe Jonathan the Magimuscular doesn't need a need to pull a meteor from the sky. Maybe he, maybe he'll, he'll make everything frozen or something. I don't know. You're gonna wish for everything to be frozen. Well, I can Every, do that too. Everything. Gustav shows up, clears a couple of plates, and says, "Jonathan, you really need to let it go and lose." <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will move to the next morning. Unless there's anything else anybody wanted to do, you can interrupt me. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, 
Laurie, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.